What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off the Record. The fellas have a special one for you today. We're going to talk about uh, Daniel Snyder changing or potentially changing the name of the Washington Redskins. So what we wanted to do was get a former Washington Redskin on the show, someone we've all, all the guys from OTR have known a really long time, Denarian McCants, man. What's up, Denarian? Welcome to the show. Yeah. What's going on? Y'all can hear me? Everybody doing good? Everybody good. Everybody good. good. Everybody blessed. Everybody good. Good. All righty. So, Denarian, man, we, we wanted to get you on the show um, because you played for the Skins, man, the Redskins. So you've got, you know what it's like to be there in the building. Um, so back when you played, did, was there ever any conversation um, within the organization, to your knowledge, about even changing the name at all? No, of course not. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a social economic issue as it is right now. So right now, all this stuff is coming up is because Black Lives Matter. Um, now everybody's political. Now everybody's on a social economic um, understanding. Uh, no, and now everybody's sensitive to slurs and, and, and all this other stuff. So, no, it wasn't an issue back in 2000. Um, you know, but you had some people who, who protested it. Um, some people obviously uh, got overlooked because, like everything, whoever got the money is going to win. I'm like, are you surprised that Daniel Snyder is considering it now? I mean, Nike's leaned on him. Pepsi's leaned on him. FedEx has leaned on him. I mean, nobody, you know, he's not bigger than Nike. If Nike pulled, they pulled the Redskins uh, merchandise off their website. And I would imagine even if they did that for just a few hours, that cost him millions of dollars. So are you surprised that these organizations, these companies are leaning on him and he's, he's actually considering it? When did he say he was considering it? few days ago when nike pulled his merch off their website um just watching the man and watching what he's done with the franchise i don't think he cares um that's one business and all he's going to do is find another business that's going to dive in who doesn't care so all i do is if one business goes i go find another business um you got to understand the rhetoric and the pr of it I have to make it look like I'm trying. I don't care, but I have to look like it. It's like when they slap you in the face and then apologize, and then slap you in the face again and then apologize. Eventually, you have to understand that that apology means absolutely nothing. So, is he considerate? In my opinion, no. <laughs> <laughs> You don't you don't think the name the name gets changed? I think they I think the name gets changed by the time the NFL kicks back off. And if he changes the name, it changes the franchise. That's going to if he changes the name, it's going to be no different than what happened to the Bullets. When when they became the Bullets, you lost a lot of you had to rebuild a Wizards fan base because you have people who are stuck. No, I'm a Redskin. I'm a Redskin. I'm a Redskin. As long as it doesn't say Redskin, they're not going to support it. But the reality of it is, he's been losing his fan base anyway. So maybe a, a actually a positive to restart. I mean, Quan, you're a Redskin fan. I mean, how do you feel about him changing the name? And are you still going to support if they change it to whatever else? Yeah, uh, I, you know, I feel about it. I'm, I, it's derogatory. You know, it's not a, it's not a good look. Um, now, of course, 
the stand in me, you know, back then was always screaming, yeah, Washington skins, Washington skins, red skins, da, 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 yeah, in the past. But, I mean, when you look at it from <clears throat> a, a racial perspective, yo, know, it, it's wrong. You know what I mean? It's a bad word. It's, 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 it's hurtful. You know what I mean? And it's, it's distasteful. So, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, when it comes to the memories that I shared as, as being a Washington fan, um, the players, you know, um, rooting, rallying, you know what I mean, for, for the players, um, you know, every Sunday practices, um, me actually going to the, going to, you know, football camps as, as a youngin. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, whatever, whatever way they go to, you know, to change the franchise. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be supportive of it, but at the same time that the name, it, it needs, it has to change. It needs to change. This is wrong. I mean, Mike and Brandon, well, like what said, do y'all why, feel why, about why? them? Go ahead, Denarian. No, I was going to say, why is it wrong all of a sudden in 2020? No, it's been wrong. Like I said, like I said before, the stand, the stand in me, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to football, when it comes to the stands, when it comes to, you know, throwing shots at everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it kind of it over, it oversolved the, 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 the actual presence of what, what it means and, and what, it, what, it, what it presents. So, like I said, from a, from a football and from a player perspective, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I've always rallied when it comes when it comes to the football thing. But like I said, the, the derogatory word of it and the sense of it, it's always been wrong. It's, it's never been right. Never been right. Mm. I mean, Mike and Brandon, y'all are NFC East fans. I mean, well, well, your... well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a Ravens fan. Once they came to the city of Baltimore. I don't get down. Only listen. The only risk I ever cheer for is this man that's on the show with us right now. Other than that, yeah, <laughs> but appreciate uh, it, man. <laughs> but now, nah, I mean, listen. The interesting thing about it is, is obviously we know being from the DMV area, it's been a debate in this area for decades, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting now that it's taking some legs. Um, sadly. At, off the back of, of of us losing a you know a brother's life, for it now to be like yo okay, let's look into all of these things now. So, I mean, I guess I agree with the question, like Denarian said, like you know, all of a sudden, why is it wrong now? If if it's wrong now, it was wrong last year, the year before that, ten years before that. So, I don't well, know. They, they, tried to, they tried to change the name before, didn't they? The last time I think it came up is when they was taking all the water from the people in South Dakota, because, you know, they, they uh, the people, they, they was like, hey, we don't need your oil to come through here. And it was like, oh, and every time it's like I say, every time they go to the mess with the Native Americans, it comes up. But any other time, as long as there's peace and there's nothing socially unjust going on, they never bring it up. Like I said, people only tend to bring it up. Is when it's uh, convenient. I mean, Snyder has been very resistant. I mean, he's resistant to change in general, but I think it was significant when Nike pulled all that merchandise off their website. Even if Snyder doesn't want to change it, Goodell makes that phone call and the league recognizes how much money they lose if Nike doesn't want to sell Washington Redskins gear. Like that, that the, the Redskins are one of the biggest brands in football. And so if Nike pulls their merch, that hurts the NFL overall. And one thing we know, if you want to get a billionaire to do what you want, hit their pocketbook. Hit them in the pocket. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to disagree about being one of the biggest franchises. 
maybe in the 80s it was the biggest franchise. But since since 99, the franchise, they down to 60,000 fans, man. Because, like I said, because of what uh, Mr. Snyder has done with the program, dude, people don't want to support the team. Yeah. But when like you look at it. When, when, when I played, when we played an NFC East team, it wasn't Redskins fans in the stadium. Dude, it, like, we would make a play, and it would be like, hold on, are we home or away? That's been going on since 2000. So, like I said, to an extent, it may be positive for the name change, for the whole franchise to change and start anew. Because, like you said, yeah, Nike pull. Nike also know that, guess what? If they don't pull, that mess with the, 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 the brand, the Jordan brand. That mess with their whole brand because they know who support them, and that's black people. That's urban culture. And then they would definitely look hip hop, uh, like hypocrites because they support Colin Kaepernick. Yep. <clears throat> so this, you, you look, look at the business side of it. Look at the profit side of it. And then we start to figure out, okay, will he change that name? Because like I said, if he changes the name, now it's the brand. Because so, you got to understand, like I said, some people, oh, I'm a Redskin fan, I'm a Redskin fan. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? Who are you? You're not a Redskin fan. You're, you're a fan of the brand. And that's what happened because you can only name three people on the team each year if you can do that. <laughs> well, you name three, three Redskins players? Oh, man, I can name 20 Redskins players. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, but that's a real fan. You know what I'm like, I mean, I can. That's the person only going to name. I, from, that's from, on the team right now. You can, you can name. Can, can you, I know I'm talking about on the team right now. Can you name the, at least 10 people? Man. Matt Ioannidis, Ruben Foster. Uh, uh, I go two. I got two. Oh, he got the computer in front of him. No, I got a computer for me. Uh, yeah, Ruben Foster, uh, Jimmy Moreland, uh, AGG. He went to the wrong. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. He bought uh, the name Daryl Green. Darius Geis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else? Yeah, I said Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, Kyle, you got grandpa. Is that nine? Is that seven? No, that's like five. I, I named like seven. <laughs> no, nah, it's about six. You you said you said Ruben Foster twice. You on the ropes, you on the ropes, dog. <laughs> like I said, Adrian Peterson. People become fans of the brand. Yeah, well, like I said, dog, I, I've been a fan for the longest. So I mean, whatever way they go. Whatever way they go, like I said, I mean, I have the memories of it. So, I mean, whether if it's, like I said, it's wrong, but whether whatever they have, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a fan. I mean, I'm not going to jump to another team and be, you know, be a Giants fan or, <laughs> uh, or be a Raiders fan, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, that's just, that's just what it is, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? So, tell me this. See, because I'm, I'm, I'm not a sports fan. So, mm. Why can't you be a – I'm a fan of the game. Like, I like to see good football games. Yeah. Like, the, the, like the last couple of years when they had them playoffs where it was competitive, when they put up numbers, what was it, the, uh, the Kansas City and uh, St. Louis, was it St. Louis or the Rams, L.A. Rams? Like, that was a game that was awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why do you have to have a team? Like, why, I don't understand. Well, like I said before, for me, it's for, it's for the memories. Like I said, I, I used to go to the football camps. You know what I'm saying? So, you know – experiences okay. the, the relationships you know what i'm saying that that you know i encountered when i was young you know what i mean so like watching the games um you know like i said talking talking back and forth to the click throwing shots you know what i mean you y'all, you guys throwing shots at me so like it's, it's it's more memories you know what i mean it's, it's more things that you know like i said I, i've seen i've counted as you know i'm younger as now to a grown man 
you know, shit, watching you catch touchdowns. Social aspect of it more than anything else. No, and, and like I said, I mean, I play football, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I you know, I, I love the game within itself. But when it comes to just NFL-wise, I mean, that's, hey, I mean, I'm a Washington fan. I, mean, I went and I looked up um, how many professional teams and colleges have Native American mascots or, or, or names. It's more than you can count. I mean, I, I mean, you just, yeah, I you, you mentioned the, the Chiefs, you know what I'm saying? But then there's the Cleveland Indians, the Florida State Seminoles. I mean, there's so many teams out there that, that Black Hawks. Yeah, the Chicago Black Hawks. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's like Native Americans were damn near wiped hey, off, they, wiped out of America, yet right. all these organizations they, they, profit off of their names. They, they killed them and then put them, on, uh, put them on a billboard so they could still make yeah. money off of them. It was like, yo, you don't want to work for me? Well, watch what I do to you. You're gonna make you gonna make me some money. Yeah, but has it been? But, 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 but not, always have this. That's what that. But yeah, but has that, has that been everything they when it comes to touching or when it comes to you know what I mean? Getting to a point where they they trying to take the resources from. I mean that that's been that's been everything, pretty much what they've been doing. So, See, but 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 this is the challenge I have for you. Ask any European American, why don't they use Caucasian or Anglo-Saxon? As as a uh, as as a uh, mascot, they never use themselves as I mean, mascots. The only thing you can say is, is that is the Vikings. That's the yeah. only name I can think of that is well, the Patriots. Patriots. white. Patriots. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true. I mean, they were black cowboys, but I'm pretty sure they didn't have black cowboys in mind when they named themselves the Cowboys. No. Well, no, because remember, that's what they say. They called them boys for a reason, because they was Mexican and black. That's why they called them boys. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I went and I looked up. Like, I wanted to get an idea for how they came up with this Redskin name in the first place. And so the crazy thing is there's a lot of debate on where the name, name comes from. But from what I understand, it originated in 1760 when French colonists um, went to the Mississippi Valley. And they translated a Native American word into a French word called Beau Rouge, and that means skin red. And then English people later translated that to mean red skin. And then so that's how we we that's how I guess they they called you know Native Americans because of the color of their skin, red skins. And I'm like, can of you course. imagine if there's a team called the Blackskins? Like that that, that would fly <laughs> well, no, at all. They do. They 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 use the word Negro, and then they they use another word. I'm, I don't know if I can say it on the show. It's a, it's a Sunday, dog. It was, it's a Sunday. You know what I mean, like I said, you know, the other words, you know what I mean? Like I said, they, 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 they use the words in a derogatory manner because, like I said, if we take the N-I-G-G-E-R word, like I, I, I did with my children, all right, and I'll say my children because I'm an educator. So I took the word N-I-G-E-R and I put it on the board and none of them would say the word. I said, what is the word? Coach, you know what that word is? Mr. McCann, you know what that word is? I said the word is Niger. That is the word. It's, it's a country in Africa. N-I-G-E-R is called Niger. So how do you take that beautiful word and then twist it? You get it to some ignorant people who make it constantly derogatory. That's just like the word uh, kite. Like I found out what that word meant. It was somebody at the gate of when they was letting these immigrants in, and they said, everybody who falls under this category, you're now a kite. Who's that somebody? They were still all Europeans. They, they were hating on each other. Like, people fail to realize that what Europeans have done to Africans, they did it themselves first. Remember, it, it was a certain, certain group, and it was an elite group, 
and then they didn't start letting people in until they started to look like they was losing. It's like, hey man, these Africans and these Mexicans starting to come up. Get some backup. Hey, you look white. You you were with us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Anglo Saxon white people they they certainly demonstrate demonst- uh, discriminated against Jewish people, uh, Italian people. I mean, they treated them right. poorly as well, and then then they started to kind of you Irish. know allow them in, and they discriminated against they blacks. Definitely dogged Irish out. Yeah. Well, well, right. well. Before they were named, they, they were named indentured servants, and you know, to an extent, like they could work. That was just part of the process. That was part of the process, of the one process. as well. But also, yeah. you know, like you said, working and, and being able to pretty much assimilate into to, to the society or the dominant society, pretty much like you said, age, Asian now. No, don't, don't. Asian. Come on now. Asian. Come on now. The, the the trick the trick ain't changed. That was part oh, no, of the it, trick. It's it, it never changed. You worked for us for several years. And then we gonna you gonna be part of us? No, that, that was that was a trick. That's like, hey, you gonna have equal rights? That's another trick. Denarian, why does why does the NFL always find itself on the wrong side of social justice? Whether it's kneeling with Kaepernick, whether it's other issues, even when you know they like to play the the, the national anthem, right? And they like to talk about they're all about the military. But we found out that they they that the military pays them ten million dollars a year to do all that stuff. Right. So why, why is the NFL Pay always on, on the wrong side of social justice? Because they're old white men running the business. <laughs> that is the reality of the situation. Everybody who's an owner is 70 plus years old. They grew up in Jim Crow. The dude said out his mouth, we can't have the, the inmates running the, the, the jailhouse. Mm-hmm. That is a, the most derogatory statement that you can make. You can try to lighten it up as if you want to. It's 70 to 80 percent of the NFL is African black people. So now 99.9 percent of ownership are old white men. Their minds ain't changed. They're not progressive. They don't give a damn about you. Like I said, they was going to have a football season, whether it's, it's your life or not, because they're going to be up in the stands. They're going to have all the stuff that they need in their, in, their, uh, in their nice suite. But all the players, all the people, all the inmates, they're going to be down on the field. Uh, blood, sweat, and tears in each other. They could care less, man. That's what I said. The NCAA, they started having people sign waivers. If you die, it's your fault. You knew that it was a pandemic. So when you come back, and if you die, we're completely not liable for your death. Dog, the system ain't changed. Like, let's call it for what it is. Everybody keeps trying to make it sweet. It's not sweet. It's simple as plain. It's a good old boy system. They won't let any black people own anything. They're not gonna let any black GMs. They're not gonna let any black president. God damn, we can't even get three head coaches that's black. So can I can I pose you a question? Tell me, Lovey, what didn't Lovey Smith go to the? Go ahead. I'm sorry, sorry, bro. I, I ain't mean to cut you off. You, you you're giving out great gems, man. You're giving out great gems. Just 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 a question. Go just like you said. Seventy was seventy five percent, eighty percent of the players are are African American NFL, right? So if that's the case. Don't you think the players, in a sense, could come together and rally together and just say, yo, like, forget all of this. We don't have to play. We don't have to do any of this. We don't in have a, to. In a perfect, in a perfect world, okay. in, in a righteous world, that works. Now, let's think about reality. You messing right. with my money. The yeah, reality see, of it is I make $12 million. And guess what? The person who only make $100,000, I can't, I can't strike, though. Right. Right. I can't I, strike. You got to understand wh- when are they teaching these boys finance? Some of these, though, it's been times where guys who are on a team 
who were taking out loans in the middle of the season because they were trying to live this lifestyle that didn't exist. You're only making 100000 but you're spending like a millionaire. So you take that concept of these boys, some of these boys who only know football, don't understand finances, don't know how to spend money, don't know how to use money, don't know how to build a business, and you say, hey, let's go on strike because it's the right thing to do. It ain't going to happen, bro. And I don't mean no harm. It's unlikely to unless you get the PA, the the NFL PA to say, no, we are going to strike and we're going to protect these players. But I don't mean no harm. I think the person to be tap dancing also because the money is all under one one umbrella. Is it? So you made a couple interesting points. One, the ownership. All those NFL owners, they're old white money, right? And when they grew up, things were segregated. It's a very different world. And, and older people have a hard time changing. And you look at the NFL players, um, then, you know, contracts aren't guaranteed, even though there's nothing in the NFL CBA that says they cannot be guaranteed, but they're largely not guaranteed. But then you look across the street at the NBA and the NBA isn't perfect at all, but it seems NBA players and granted they have guaranteed contracts, but the NFL, the NBA and Adam Silver knows if we piss off LeBron or a prominent NBA player, things can get really dicey for us. It doesn't feel like there's a player in the NFL that can force the NFL to make a change. Like if LeBron says something, the NBA pays attention. It, these younger players that are the face of the NFL that are black, what's, what's stopping them? Like the boy, in, the boy in Kansas City, I can't even think of his name, the quarterback there. Mahomes. Mahomes. What's stopping? I mean, he, he's a little – I heard he's make America great again too, but I'm just saying like he's the face of the league. If, if he wanted the league no. to do something in the NFL, what's stopping him from saying, we, you, y'all are going to do it, I'm going to rally these guys around each other? I remember, key word, the business structure. The business structure. With the NBA, with the NBA, um, you take LeBron home. LeBron is everywhere. You can't go anywhere without a LeBron shoe, a LeBron jersey, a LeBron video game. With the NFL, who can you take home? The NFL goes home. You know the shield. Because you know what? You see what they just did to Cam Newton? Cam Newton is an MVP Super Bowl player. And you mean to tell me he got the minimum? After only one year of not having a good season? The NFL business structure is to make the NFL big. It is the old government. All, all it is is the good old, it's the good old party. It's the old, I need big government in order to control all you little people. So you little people will never, ever overthrow me. You never will ever have control of anything. So you can cry and complain. All I'm going to do is slap you in the face and apologize for it. The business structure is NFL. The business structure isn't the players. That's why the NBA is more progressive, because the players make the rules. They know, like you said, if LeBron changes his mind, that messed the money up. With the NFL, I control this. You little players, you see they did with Tom Brady. Oh, you're nothing. You're, 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 you're a grain of sand. I, I can replace you. When I need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I was I was just gonna build upon that second that I mean you you I think you hit it on the head in there like like in the NBA 
one player can make clearly can make the difference between not making the playoffs and the championship. Okay. LeBron, you take them off Cleveland, they're the worst team in the league. <laughs> you, add him to any, you add him to any roster in the NBA and he'd be your only move and you're, you're automatically contending. Even if you don't fix everything else, everybody, you, you're going to go to at least the playoffs. In the NFL, like, you don't, there's not one player that you can add to any roster. There's no one player you can add and then all of a sudden, you know, that, that team goes from, from worst to first. Um, I mean, you might have a quarterback that can make a difference on a team, but even then, it's still like it's it's you need you need all eleven men to be on the same page. I mean, you need that in basketball too, but it, it's just different. You can add one player to a roster, and it just changed completely everything. So I think that's why the players in, in the NBA have a, uh, or even more of a reason why the players in the NBA have more say than the players in the NFL do. Well, on top of that, you look at you see. The NFL does the their darnest, the best they can to hide the players' faces, right? Mm-hmm. So the NBA, you, you, it's, I it's see a, what they did the thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, the NBA is the total the total opposite. You know what I mean? Like they promote their players. The NFL tries to promote, maybe to promote their biggest stars, if that. But for the most part, like Denarius said. It's about the NFL. They want you promoting the NFL, not yourself, not your brand. You promote the NFL. And then if we let you promote your brand behind that, cool. You're one of the lucky ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I did I did want right. to focus. And that's go ahead, Matt. No, I was gonna say, and that's if you tap dance right. Right. If you don't tap dance right, no, you out the door. Mm. I wanted to focus on one of the questions in the in the comments if you uh I don't know if you can highlight, highlight it, highlight the one by Los JM Sense. My question why mm-hmm. Nike, FedEx, Pepsi can now. I'll pull it up. Let me find it. That's I saw little, it when it came yeah, through. It's a little bit up. But I think, and I think that's the man, that's the, that's the homie, Big Los from DNH Podcast. What's up, man? Um, Los. But I think we were talking, I don't know if it was me and you, Alex, that was talking about this earlier. I do think. They care, obviously. They care now because it's the right thing to do, right? And all the all of this uproar. But I do think that you know these companies are seeing, and I think us as a people are finally saying, okay, you know what? We're gonna take our dollars and we're gonna spend it here. And I think they're starting to realize that, right? And I think they realize how strong. Well, these companies already knew how strong the the, the black dollar was. Um, so I think they're starting to feel that. And I think they see, I think this was a move to try to get a, get ahead of the avalanches that happening in other places, right? In other cultures. So now they want to get ahead of this one with the Redskins and say, hey, let's get ahead of this before that subject comes up again. Because like we said, this, this conversation has been going on for decades. This isn't new. This isn't, especially for this area, this isn't new. This isn't, this isn't breaking news for us. So to answer your question, Los, that's why I think it is. I think they realizing, you know, they got some people out here that's that's taking their dollars elsewhere, and I think this was a move to get ahead of it happening in any other culture. Well, so they looking at it that way. Let me add this though: there there's money to be made in social justice, right? Mm-hmm. So like Nike recognizes that if we can force 
an NFL team to change their name. Now we got to do new merchandise. That merchandise is going to fly off the shelves, right? So there's money to be made. But then also, exactly. There you go. Right. <laughs> it's business, baby. You look at exactly. Look at the NBA. Look at the NBA when Donald Sterling got caught on tape to say talking stuff about black people, right? Like the NBA knew Donald Sterling was that a racist was a for years. But you can look at his track record with real estate. He he was a clear racist. But once it got on record, right? Once it got on tape. And the NBA players found out about it. Chris Paul and him were willing to set out games. NBA said, wait, we can't have that happen. So we're going to force them to sell. But in doing so, that team went for a record price. Two billion cash, right? The NBA made money off the sale of that team. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was good PR. There was a whole lot of stuff that came out that helped them make money. So, look, I'm, I, look, I'm a realist. People need to be incented to do the right thing sometimes. That's the reality. People are not going to just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Sometimes money needs to be involved. And if, if Nike needs money to be involved for them to do the right thing, then so be it. Because they're not any different than a lot of people walking around. Yeah. So I guess this is in the sense of like, since, they, you know, since FedEx, since Nike, since Pepsi, it's pretty much dealing with the sense of, of pulling all that money back from, from the franchise. Like you said, it's, it's, it doesn't. It's, it's nothing where it's, it's it's piercing at its heart to you know to do what's right. Is like, at the end of the day, it's money. And like you said, the one way to get to billionaires to actually for them to understand is to hit them where it hurts, and that's the pocket, that's the wallet, the almighty dollar. So nope, nobody likes losing money more than people that got money. You know what I'm saying? They hate yeah. losing money the worst. <laughs> worst, yeah. It's an interesting thing, man. I mean, Denarian, I mean, what, what was your interaction like when you were with the with uh, Washington? What was your interaction like with Daniel Snyder? Did he have any interaction with you and other players? Or was he more like standoffish? Yeah, you know what? I, I, you know what, Denarian, I wanted to ask you some questions about that as well, too, man. I, 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 I didn't want to dig too, too deep, man. Yeah, if you can't say, it's cool. Oh, you know what I'm, I'm saying? A, oh, no, bro. Like, like I said, if if it's the truth, it's the truth. If it's a fact, it's a fact. Yeah. Let me let me tell you. What, like I'm 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 over and done with. They not write me any more checks. You know what I mean? Right. I still do stuff with the business, but the reality, the couple hundred dollars that I get, that's that's pennies. You know what I mean? I'm not on the field. I'm I'm not I'm not affecting the pocket. So my interactions with Daniel Snyder, my first time, what? So I think I was a rookie. I was balling. No, I was. It was my fault. It was my second year when they first my first year on the field. I'm balling. We two-minute drill. They throwing me the ball, and I'm moving the ball down the field. They switch a kid in from the corner because I was eating them up, and they put a kid in named Kato. We had just let go Kato the week before. So Kato knew all my moves. So I ran a slant, and what I would always do is hold the ball up near my face because DBs always punched underneath, and I knew I would lose the ball. So he knew this. So what he did was he held onto my waist, waited for me to bring the ball back down, grab my arm behind my back, and punch the ball out. I believe we ended up losing the game because they were trying to determine if I was down or if it was a fumble. It was a fumble. I knew it was because I, 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 if I, if it, I would have fought if, it, if I knew I was down. But he knew the move. So literally, last two minutes, they switched this kid out. So we go to Mr. Snyder's house. And, you know, I've never been in a house like that. You know what I mean? He invite, you invite to the house. I'm going to thank you for inviting me to your house. You didn't have to do this. 
you know what I mean? They gave us like a little gift. They gave us meals. We sat in, you know, uh, fellowship with everybody. And I'm going to leave. Um, and I was like, you know, thank you to my house. You know, thank you to the house. Uh, you know, thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm about to get out of here, go home, whatever, get ready for tomorrow. And he whispered in my ear. He said, if you want to play in this league, hold on to the ball. And I'm just like, okay. I, now, I'm a football player. I know this. Now, have you? In my career, I've only fumbled one time probably per year if I've done that. And generally, like I said, either I got hurt or whatever. But that time, Kato got me. He got me. The second time was I'm at the ESPY. And for those who know me, y'all knew who I was with, right? <laughs> so we remember. he goes to the bathroom, and he jumps out the bushes and tells me he's going to cut. He tells me several times, I'm going to cut your ass. You know I'm going to cut your ass. I'm going to cut your ass. You know I'm going to cut your ass. And I don't know if he was drunk or if he was whatever, but he just kept saying it over and over. And I was just like, okay, like, what the hell am I supposed to say to the goddamn owner of the team? You know what I mean? Like, I just had one decent year. What should I say? What can I say besides okay? And then, ironically, when he found out that I was an artist, we were on a plane going back. I think I had a good game. Um, And he was like, yeah, I hear that you're an artist. So I just looked at him and like, okay, like, dude, the first first two interactions, it wasn't even a conversation. You see what I'm saying? And now that you found out that I'm an artist, now you want to talk to me? I have nothing for you. You know what I mean? Like him and his crew, they walk into the building. They don't speak to nobody. They walk straight past. I'm a man. If you don't choose to speak to me, then there's no need for me to, I don't give a damn how much money you got, who you are. Because you bleed just like me. You breathe the same air as me. You see what I'm saying? I give a damn about your check. And that's what I told a couple other coaches. Yo, I'm an educated man. Will I ever be able to make this amount of money? No, but I'm not going to die. I'm not going to starve. I'm going to keep living. I'm a hustler. Everything that I've built myself into to get to this spot, because people don't understand, I didn't try to play professional sports. I didn't try to play football. I was a basketball player. I was just good enough to play the sport. And so I competed. But then when I realized that it was about business, it wasn't about competition. It wasn't about being the best. It was just about who liked you and how much money you was worth. I started losing the passion for it. So it was just like, nah, dude, you, you talk to me crazy. There's no need for me. To, you know what I mean? I'm not going to disrespect them. My mom ain't tra- raising to be like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just, there's no conversation. We, there's no need for us to talk. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I've seen him several times since then. I don't say nothing to him. He don't say nothing to me. Man, yeah, that, go ahead, fellas. I mean, that's that's sickening. You know what I mean? Just to just to think about it from that perspective, because consistently, like you know, you're working hard every day. You know, going to practice, working out. Um, you know, this is your livelihood. You know what I'm saying? Like every single day, every every single play could be your. You know, literally, rep could be your last rep. And so, like you know, from your perspective or from the player's perspective, you know, you're putting you're, you're putting your life on the line every single play. You know what I'm saying? Just to make ends meet. And then you got, you know, an owner that doesn't give a damn. And, you know, to him, it's just a mockery. You know what I'm saying? Like, to him, it's, it's kind of like, yo, you know, to sit up there and have the balls to say some shit like that to a player or to someone that has literally right. called you, you know what I'm saying, or got you to, you but know what I mean? He ain't nobody special. He do. I, I guarantee you, I, I, can, I can bet you, for the most part, most of the, most of the owners are like that. But I can say, like I said, when I went to Philly, I sat and talked to Lori, and I didn't even know who he was. He actually sat next to me and started talking to me. Yeah. 
So that that was the difference. People always ask me the difference. Like for me, it was the difference in locker room. You see what I'm saying? Like that's the only part that I can remember the most. Like, okay, the difference in the locker room was completely different from Philly to Washington. But for his management, mm-hmm. dude, in Philly, the management would talk, they would come to the field and hang out and talk. And it was like more personable. You see what I'm saying? So like I say, I talked to Mr. Laurie and didn't even know who he was. And then they was like, you know, that was the owner, right? And I was like, oh, where he talked to people? Because of my experience of what I came from. You came from Washington and, and, and the weasel up top, you know what I'm saying? And you said he pretty much wasn't doing that. And that's like, I say, like, like I said, the, the, what I came from, unfortunately, unfortunately, it becomes almost you get you get branded by it. You know what I mean? Because that's all I knew. So for the first four years, one, I had a new coach every year. And then, you know, the people up top didn't really speak to you. The only person that really talked to me in Washington was Mr. Mendez, and then they fired him. And he was the one who was bringing in the players. You know what I mean? I, I think Mr. Serato, Serato was cool, too. Vinny, Vinny was cool. I ain't had no problems with Vinny. But like I said, it is what it is. And then, like I said, you, you'll hear from the media. The media will tell you the, the propaganda. You know what I mean? Like um, what they put in the paper about me. They put in the paper about me that I wouldn't play special teams. So, ironically, I played special teams in high school, special teams in college, and I played special teams the year before that going, uh, Gibbs got me. So, why in the fifth hour, all of a sudden, I don't want to play special teams? I don't mean to harm, but they didn't really pay me that much money. They didn't pay me enough money not to play special teams. And I know, understanding in the business of football, if you're not on the field, you can't make money because nobody knows you exist. So, why wouldn't I want to play special teams? But like I said, you hear this after the fact that it was put in the paper by some people up top. You know what I mean? Because, like I say, when I went to Philly, oh, I, I found a lot. Of, I found a lot about myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know all this stuff about myself. Are, are you surprised? And you're probably not. I mean, but are you surprised that the NFL basically cowtoes to Trump? That they let him say they, whatever he says, they do. Mike Pence. I mean, are you surprised by that? No, they all like I said. That's the grand old party. They're all they all in bed together. Why? Why would I be like that? That's their boys. They, their kids go to school together. They go golfing together. They go to bar mitzvahs together. Why wouldn't they? That only makes sense. And also, you got to understand, it's the taxes. The NBA, the NFL brings in the biggest taxes. I gotta make sure we good because on every property, there's a that's some our federal agent to make sure that my money's good. Oh, the government and, and the jock tax is, is hand in hand. That's what I say. People don't understand. Okay, you see that check? Okay, he getting two hundred fifty million. The government is getting forty percent of it. So the athlete is not getting that two hundred fifty million. The government is taking forty percent. You're gonna get taxed in every state you play in. You're gonna get taxed by the city. You're gonna get taxed by the feds. You're gonna get taxed by um the state. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get taxed by everybody that could possibly put their hands in your pocket before you even see a check so when you see these contracts 40 percent of it is not going to them and then the other percentages you got to understand where you have to live i can't live in the hood no more you know what i mean I can, I can barely live in the burbs and situations and let alone if you have a face or a name you can't you can't maneuver and now you know and i was pretty you know i was down to earth you know what i mean because I, I didn't go anywhere you know what i mean and like i went to a whole nother city and people didn't know me and i was a starter people I was still hanging with y'all. 
<laughs> well, damn, Benarian, don't 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 make it sound like that. <laughs> I'm saying no, y'all no, know. No, y'all, no, family, no. y'all family, it, it ain't like you know what I mean. Like, no, nah, cause I can't I can't roll with y'all. I'm, I'm you know I'm with the team. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, yeah. Put y'all into the te- I put y'all into the team events. Like, no, nah, dog, this is where we at. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. family, you know what I mean? I I, yeah. I could have got Hollywood. I could have been like, nah, you know. We nah, you never, nah, bro, you never, you, you never did. <laughs> yeah. You went, you went Hollywood you know, with man? that SB date. You went Hollywood with that SB date. <laughs> hey, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, player. You know what I mean? I do the sacrifice for the team. Y'all don't understand what I had to go through. <laughs> So let me let me ask you this, man. I mean, I, I know we're talking about the Redskin name, but you touched on something earlier about the economics and about a lot of those players living outside their means. I mean, would you say that there's a, a good number of NFL players that they live outside their means? Like that's normal for them? I'm going to say it's a good number of athletes. When do they teach black athletes finance? When do they teach black athletes um, economics? It's not taught. When do you learn it? Because you talk about the big schools, their pressure in the big schools is to play football. And you can grow, I guarantee you, like I said, I got plenty of stories where these boys ain't going to class. These boys are there to play football. They know in one or two years, they're going to the league. They could give a damn about going to class. These are just the stories I know and I've heard. I went to HBCU. Take your ass, don't go to class if you don't want to. You will fail and they take a scholarship. How come more players don't choose oh. HBCU? Why would you? It's, it's, it's not the, 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 the flash, the glitz isn't there. You don't know about them. Like I said, unfortunately, in my, and this is a, a personal thing for me in the MEAC, in the SWAC, what do they do to attract athletes besides, hey, you didn't make it there, come to us? Like we're still playing that tap dance role of the power struggle instead of encouraging them. I'm like, no, you need to come here because we are better because of this. But no, they hey, well, they have more money. I can understand they have a bigger facility. That don't mean nothing. Because guess what? I had two racks and I had two bench presses. I was the strongest thing on the field. It's almost like coming from the hood. You work harder because you want something greater. But the opposite side of that is when you already got it, what I noticed, some of them dudes they know how to work without being told to work. So they was all pacified and taken care of their whole time just because they could play a ball game. And then when they was done with it, well, who's going to tell me what to do? Well, nobody's giving me anything anymore. And they don't know how to function. So in my personal opinion, it's actually worse. Because now they're looking for the handout. They're looking to tap dance because all I am is a football player. All I can be is a football player. So, hey, pay me to be a football player for the rest of my life. Because they don't know how to do anything else. And that's not all. It's a small percentage. I'm not going to even do that to a lot of the, the black men. But it's a small percentage that can't do anything else. They don't know how to do anything else. But like I said, when is it taught? Most of them got, got multiple, you know, multiple children. Most of them single mother. You see what I'm saying? There's no men in their life. There's nobody to teach or guide them for anything. But they can play football. He's dumb, but he can play ball. How many dudes that had went through that couldn't read? But yet you you in you in college and you can't read? 
that's when it becomes that's when it becomes detrimental. But like I said, come to HBCU. Oh no, you they gonna make sure you get. Yeah, don't go to class if you don't want. To. <laughs> so, so so question to that, right? So question to that. So you see, so and I know it's it's like kind of this year you're starting to see that transition with basketball, young basketball stars in high school making that transition uh, from going to the NCAA A1 schools to the HBCU. Just now, um, <clears throat> there was that kid that actually made that jump to go to Howard. McCor Maker. Yeah. Five-star. Yeah, yeah five-star. Um, there was another kid that was talking about making that move as well. Do you, do you see that transition going from, from basketball to football? Do you ever see that? Like, like it's hard, man, because because of the money. I would say the private schools. Remember, Howard's a private school. Howard Endowment is five hundred million plus. Howard got money. You see what I'm saying? The private schools got money. It comes down to those facilities. It comes down to what can you offer me, man? That was the difference. That's when they, like I said, in the '70s, they started paying the black college players to come to these schools. So once again, they separated the power keg and say, hey, Alabama is 99.9 Black athlete, you know how much money they make for Alabama? You can't say that for the HBCUs. You can't say that for the SWAT because they're not attracting those kids to make money. They don't understand how much money the business savvy of it. They want to be all academic. Academics don't bring in the money that you can make with football players. 35% of the NFL Hall of Fame is from HBCUs. So when they started seeing this, this trend of all these awesome black athletes even in basketball, we gotta go get them. We gotta, we got, we gotta separate that. It's the same system, dog. Like, don't, don't try to just, to, just to differentiate between what they done in real life and what they did in sports and ac- academics. It still goes. Taking all the best athletes and made them, made made them work for them in their schools so they can make money. So they've taken the money out of the HBCU because. We can't go get the black athletes because we don't have the money. So do I see it a trend? Only trend is, is that fact, as a black parent, I would I feel safe for my son going to HBCU right now because of today's climate. I don't want to hear my son being hung from some tree because he's in Missouri. I don't want to hear my son, son being killed because he's in Minnesota. So safety-wise, I'm going to say that's the main reason as of now. Money-wise, business-wise, why? But don't you I think mean, that don't you think that puts a hand into like the athlete because that to an extent it gives him some some type of power. Like, say, Vince, I'm a five-star athlete, right? Say, Vince, I'm like I'm the best player coming out of Maryland, right? I have every single uh, I have every single school coming at me D one, right? I pretty much know within three, two years, that I'm going to go pro, okay? I know this. Like, couldn't I take the power, couldn't I take that and go put that into an HBCU? Like, even though I know that I'm not going to get the star, even though I know I'm not going to get the glitz, even though, I mean, I know I may be in a situation to where, like, I'm going to play, I'm going to get a good two years, whatever. But, I mean, ultimately, I've always believed that, yo, like, if, if you're that great, somewhat you're going to be found. That gym is going to be found, right? So, like, yeah, you're going to dead, but that, that's, what that's what happened with me. Like I said, I didn't know how good I was. You see what I'm saying? Because of my circumstances. So, once again, you're a good dude. You're thinking the righteous way. You're not thinking business. Business has no feelings. You see what I'm saying? Righteously, 
yes, if we if black college back the the five star athletes say, yo, I'm gonna take my top boys or the top from the McDonald's classic, and we gonna go to Delaware State University. We gonna run the gamut. We gonna win Delaware State a championship. That's when the money switches. Because if that happens, that's where the money's gonna switch. Like I said, in the seventies, they saw it. They didn't want to play a HBCU in the seventies. You think they wanted to play Grambling in the seventies? You think they wanted to play Southern in the seventies? Heck no. They would have got whooped because they wouldn't have had the speed, size, or talent at a at a predominantly white school because they got too many white boys on the field and they not like less. I'm I'm a, I'm a it's a comedian who said it. He said, "Let's be real." Take all the black athletes off the field right now. Would you want to see an all-white football game? Well, hold on, Denarian. Let's let's ask Brandon, who's a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> <laughs> and they got ran through by Alabama every time. <laughs> we we have black players. We have black players. <laughs> they just have better. Alabama ran through everybody. <laughs> okay, except for Auburn. Well, what? <laughs> That's down so, the street. No, no, no Alabama. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to ruffle any feathers. So, <laughs> so Mac, Mac, I got a question. I got a question for you. So, what you basically saying is, it's yeah. going to take, it's going to take a five-star athlete that's willing to eat the lack of facilities or whatever to start that trend for this, this H, for this. This quote unquote new movement of talent going to HBC, HBCUs to actually work. Of course, it has to. Because, like I said, now with the money, it's like LeBron. I did, I thought, like, when I first seen LeBron, LeBron was on TV in high school and he had patches on him. So I thought, I thought he was like the kid with cancer that could play basketball. I didn't know they was covering up his tattoos because he was at a Catholic school. They had Le- they had LeBron on TV in Maryland in high school. Yeah. They already knew what, what, what was what was about to happen. So that could be said for the same thing. If you get that talent and say, no, I'm going to Delaware State, I'm going to Howard, I'm going to Morgan, they're going to follow. They're going to put the money in because, like I said, start thinking business and not righteous. You have to think business. Hey, how much money can I make off this kid? The McDonald's classic. How much money do they make off these kids? They're getting younger and younger on how much they're making off these children. And then they say, hey, we can't pay them in college. But they make billions. And the biggest one was when they did the Fab Five, and they show, hey, Michigan's only making $3 million. With the Fab Five, hey, Michigan's making $10 million. Yeah. And Chris Weber and that <laughs> Fab Five group got paid squat. Yeah. Nothing. That's why you leave. That's why they go and say, I'm one and done. Because I don't care what you say. Why can't you make money? I can make money at 14. Why can't I make money? In, oh, I'm an amateur. Oh, you're saying I'm an amateur, so that's why I can't make money. But you can make money off me. You know what I mean? And then that whole scholarship right. thing, I had that debate. You Man, can't I've tell always... me if I break my neck that my scholarship is worth that. You can't tell me if I'm quadriplegic that, I'm, that my scholarship is worth that. There's no workers' comp in college football. Why not? You talking about I'm working four years for these universities because it's signed in the contract. But when they go with that amateur status bull job, oh, he broke his neck. Oh, well, we'll make sure, you know, he has his education. He ain't going to better work. He ain't going to have no job. What can you do as a quadriplegic besides have somebody help you do everything for the rest of your life? 
good point, man. The, the system is broken, man, and and like with McCore Maker choosing Howard recently, it ain't broken. It worked perfect. Right. Yeah, it it worked perfect for them, but it, it, it's broken. Make no mistake. It worked perfect for them, but it is broken. Yeah. But it does take it does take some people. It does take what top talent in any industry. Sports is no different from any other industry in that if the top guys recognize, I can go play at a Howard or a Morgan or a Coppin or a Grambling because if I'm that good, ESPN is going to put all the cameras there. Fox is going to put all the cameras there. The money's going to roll in no matter where I go. Right. So it does. It they might not what see it right then and there, but it used to show all black college. What'd you say? I said, "What happened to BET? They used to yeah. show black college." Yeah, they they did. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they had the contract. So I'm now we went from having some exposure to zero exposure. <laughs> but it's just all business, man. Like if you look at it, business. Like I say, don't even use the system. Isn't broken. The system works for them. We have to change it. We have to have the policy. We have to install in our kids that no, you're going to HBCU, you're just gonna pick one. Right. Pick the one that you like, because that's the one you're right. going to. You see what I'm saying? Cause or even still, if you go to the one, like I said, like a uh um a, a fifth, like a Clark Atlanta. Oh, oh, they got money. They got money, but they was just more academic because they, they're putting out lawyers, they're putting out doctors, they're putting out dentists. So when it's time for the alumni to give back, oh that's nothing. My school is top rate. You see what I'm saying? It's more pride versus a public school who only putting out social work, who only putting out teaching. As a teacher, you making $50,000, shoot, cause I don't know if I can dominate this shit. And you, you said, you know, a lot of insight, a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So I appreciate it. Mike, Brandon, you have anything else you want to add? Any questions you want to get to? Yeah, I mean, I, I, so I just wanted, um, I wanted to ask DMAG one question just to, for the, the, the listeners, the younger listeners, I seen somebody in the comments that has a, um, a son that's being recruited. So DMAG, if you don't mind to, to, to go into your journey. Um, I mean, of course we know it, but you know, can you let the people know your journey from, from high school to college to the NFL and how it was to, I mean, eventually become a, a fifth round draft pick. How, how, how much time we got? Y'all got cut off time? <laughs> we ain't got all night now, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. No, no, man, how, what is it? Cut off time. Cause like I said, I, 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 I can give you the real version. Man, or I can give you a synopsis. Give us the real, man. I'm asking because like I said, if anybody talking about. Yeah, give us the real, bro. Right, give so me the tools. So. I'm, I'm going to give you my background. So I'm Donnery McCann, fifth-round draft pick from the Washington Redskins. Went through Delaware State University. I'm from the suburbs, originally from Baltimore City, but I grew up in the burbs. I would encourage anybody and everybody to go to HBCU. I'm going to encourage any athlete. Will you get the same facilities that you would at the PW? Probably not. But the culture, um, the lifestyle, the family feeling that you will get you can't replace. I can't imagine going to a Towson and getting that same uh, fellowship. I just, I just don't think, because, like I said, growing up in Howard County, it, w- it the ones I got close to was more or less my family, my, 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 the, the, the guys in my neighborhood. 
you see what I'm saying? Like the people I felt comfortable around. I just don't say, I don't think I would have that same effect if I went to a PWI. Now, that being said, my journey, once again, originally from Baltimore City, grew up in Howard County, Columbia, Maryland, um, went through that regular public school system, went to three different high schools, went to three different elementary schools. So I never understood true loyalty and being in one location. I walked on to Delaware State University because my family didn't understand the NCAA process. We didn't have the information. So once again, ignorant. We didn't have the information. Nobody gave it to us. My, my, my counselor, once he found out I actually graduated high school early, all of a sudden had scholarship books and grant books that was available to me. Once I came back and told him that, yeah, I signed and I walked on to Delaware State, he told me that why would you want to go there? That school has a high rate of STD. So that is the thought process of HBCU. So once again, another culture is deterring me from going to a place that is more cultural-based for me. Now, within high school, within Howard County, it's 93.2% European-American. Once I got to HBCU, Delaware State University, I fell in love. It was nothing like it. It was, it was just a feel. It wasn't like I said. They didn't have the best facilities. But I didn't need much. I didn't have much. I didn't come from much. I didn't care about all that stuff. All I wanted to know is, when can I ball? Because I was a ball player. That's what I did. You want to compete? Let's compete. That's what I did. That's where we came from. We go hard or go home. That, was, that used to be the rule. So for having all these facilities and making sure I have all this stuff and I got to have all these amenities, I didn't care about none of that. All I wanted to know is, when is my, how long is it going to take me for me to get my degree? And when y'all gonna let me ball? So you talking about two and three years? That's where I became a man. I, I like people don't understand why I represent Delaware State so hard is because I don't know what I would have become if I didn't go there. Because my only option was military. I don't think I become the same person if I go military. And I didn't want to go to work. And if I go to work, who knows what I would do? I don't know. I, my skill set was art. I'm an art major. You see what I'm saying? We could say. Maybe, you know, obviously, but 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, who knows what an artist could have done. So that's why I rep and love Delaware State, because I became a man. The people who I was confronted by in front of were black men, which I necessarily didn't. Uh, I had, but it was more reinforcement of black men saying, no, this is what you need to do. Dante Jones, when I was about to quit school, simply said, Life is what you make it. From that point, changed my whole perspective. If I don't meet Dante Jones, do I go to the league? Because I was ready to leave. I was ready to leave school. I was like, yo, they're not playing me. These teachers suck. I don't want to be here no more. I was, I was just done. I, I'd never been pushed to that limit mentally and physically. Once I got over the hump, then it was a wrap. Because confidence ain't, I ain't never lacked confidence. That's one thing you ain't got no worry. I can give you, I can give you some confidence if you need. I ain't never got to worry about that. But once I ran into him and started running to different men, saying different things, it built confidence in me because these were people who look like me, act like me, and instilling confidence in me and telling me, nah, you can do it. They started telling me I was going pro, 
and it still didn't click in. It was like, no, nah, Mac, you going pro, yo, you, you you keep acting, yo, you keep playing like that. You going you going you going to the league. And I'm like, man, I ain't going to the league, man. I'm like, I'm a black college, man. Ain't nobody coming to me. And then it started happening. Yeah. It started happening. So I'm like, all right. So obviously, like I said, staying in shape, working out, that's easy. That's what I know how to do. But I wasn't a football player. I didn't get that information. I didn't understand it. The way they were trying to teach it to me, it didn't click. You see what I'm saying? All I knew was if I catch that ball and run fast as I can to the end zone, ain't nobody going to say nothing to me. And that's what I did 90% of the time. I was like, if I got the ball and I score, no matter what route I just ran, they're going to look over it. But I had that ability. I was more of an athlete than I was a football player. That's why there's no real true attachment to football. Like, I don't miss it. I'm not missing anything. You see what I'm saying? So then, um, senior year, led the nation in touchdowns. Uh, you know, they had me deemed as a tight end, but I was a little bit of air all over the place. Only thing I didn't play, once again, was defense because I sucked at it. Yeah. Wasn't good in defense. I get drafted fifth round um, to Washington, and then that started my life you know, in my journey. You know, Schottenheimer brought me in. And once again, Schottenheimer didn't bring me in for football. Schottenheimer literally told me to my face, the reason I drafted you is because you came in about your business. And from that point on, then I I couldn't, it didn't click for me because I was lied to. They told me, hey, you know, if you if you do well, if you, you know, listen to the coach, if you just keep working hard, everything will pay off. And to an extent, it was some truth to that. But then the other side of it was the business side. The people who didn't like the people didn't like the fact that I came from HBCU and I was still on the field with them. Like it was, it was that was a, that was a real hate that I could feel and see. And I would tell them like, no, y'all wouldn't even matter. Y'all wouldn't have lasted in HBCU. Like they could dog me about we ain't got nothing, you know, all the stuff, they, the rumors that they didn't heard. But I'm like, cause y'all wouldn't have lasted. The stuff I had to go through mentally and physically, you wouldn't have made. You weak. So for me, like I said, it made me a man mentally and physically. All the I can say I hated it, whatever, but it made me who and what I I am. Because now it's an awareness. It's an awareness of my culture. It's an awareness of my people. It's an awareness of pride. You don't get that in Howard County. You don't get that where I grew up. Like I told I told my group this past year. I was like, there was no requirement for me. If I don't meet Paul Brown at Oakland Mills, Oakland Mills High School, I never even try to get a 3.0. I went to school to play basketball. We played basketball in the morning, played basketball in the afternoon, played basketball after football practice. Paul Brown told me to my face, he's like, no, you don't know what the 3.0 is? No. I just went to school because they told me I had to go. But once again, it was a person who looked like me, who put in confidence in me, and believed in I could do it. It was just no it was no challenge. I never got it from a teacher. No teacher was like, hey, you can do better. There was no expectations. And unfortunately, that's what happens to a lot of our boys. That's why half of them are daggone on special education. Because there are no expectations. Oh, we expect you to be stupid. We expect you just to be able to bounce the ball or pick up a ball. That's natural for you. That's okay. Because that's what they teach our culture and we keep perpetuating that ignorance and not saying okay you can bounce that ball but guess what you can also be valedictorian you can do both you you can do both you have enough time in the day to be both 
You can be academically sound on the dean's list as well as be the uh, five-star athlete. And I was on the dean's list and I went to the league. So that's pretty much my journey, man. Um, and then, like I said, you know, I think if I if I make one or two decisions here and there, if I leave Washington and go to San Diego with Schottenheimer, I believe I play long. But I also believe I probably don't get married. <laughs> I think you did. I think you. I think you made the right choice, brother. <laughs> oh yeah, like I said, I just I'm, I I I've. It's very few things I regret. Only thing, like I said, when I brought up the word loyalty, I never understood what it was. I had opportunity to go to Towson. So with a Towson situation, my sophomore year, the Towson coach reached out to my professor and told him for two years that I should come to Towson because they ran a, a spread off, a, a spread on offense, and he would make me the number one receiver. But the thing about it, I didn't love football enough to be the number one receiver. I could care less. I just wanted to play. Mm -hmm. I just let me play and let me do my thing. Everything else will work itself out. I could care less about the rest of the bull job. Yeah. I don't want to be the, you know how much many hits the number one receiver take? I'm good. She's <laughs> 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 just throwing two when I'm open. <laughs> you know what I mean? The number one receiver, that's a lot of pressure, man. <laughs> I never tried to be that guy, even yeah. in high school. High school, I graduated from Arundel. We went 10 and 1. At no point in time did I tell him I needed to catch the ball a hundred times and I had to have the ball. I told him, let me score. I needed to, I need to score. And then I just go punish people for the rest of the game. And that's what I did. I knew my niche. My niche was scoring touchdowns and my niche was converting the ball. So I'm third down red zone. At no point in time did I ever want to be the number one receiver. Now I knew I should have been the number one receiver when in Philly. When T.O. left, I was the best thing he had. Like, I got an email, I think. Somebody just sent me Big Kid. Um, he O-Lana. He, he, till this day, he was like, dude, I don't know why they didn't play. Like, when they let me go from Philly, the guy who cut me, his first words out of his mouth was, I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> that was his first word. I don't know what to tell you. Because I was the leading receiver. I was the best thing they had. And then it was like, um... And I said, dude, I know you ain't calling me for a signing bonus. And I knew <laughs> and I knew it, it was it was coming. It was coming. I was like, I know you ain't calling me for no signing bonus. You you had Reggie Brown? Reggie no. Reggie Brown was the number one receiver. He didn't even break. He didn't even get T.O. stats. And T.O. they only played six games that year. Reggie played 17. Okay. And I was like, that's your best? I was like, cuz I, I ain't gonna say I'm gonna hit T.O. status, but I know I'd have broke more than he had in six games. Yeah. But like I said, it's business. Business. And it's all in it's business. Want. It's just business. Yo, that, that's all it came down to. I wasn't, a, I wasn't that guy. You know what I mean? Because I'm different. I say what I, I'm, as you, you see, dog, I'm not scared of nobody. I could keep, like I said, if you breathe the same air as me, you are a man. Treat me like a man, I'm going to talk to you like a man. But if you choose not to, then we don't need to have a conversation. It's real simple. I'm not going to tap dance. I'm not a tap dancer. I'm going to tell you what it is. Hopefully you tell me what it is. I don't play the game. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's because of where I'm from or what it is. I, I'm just not that guy. I'm not going to shake your hand and smile in your face just to try to get a position. I will earn and work for my position like I did at Del Delaware State. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep busting my ass until I get to where I need to be. And it ain't going to stop. I don't know how to quit. Like, that's kind of a detriment to my character. That's where the ODC, or was it 
obsessive compulsive disorder come in. I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to quit. I'm going to keep coming until I either accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish or keep figuring it out, you know, till it come back around. And that's how I got to the level I got to. Because, like, I can't be sorry, dude. Like I said, go hard or go home, and I'm going to go hard for you. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, we appreciate you giving us the a look behind the curtain, man, and what your story was like. Even though I know we have a good idea, it's good to hear it from you. And it's good to let our, our listeners hear it from you and our viewers hear it or see it as well. So much respect to you jumping on and having a real candid conversation, man. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. It, 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 I, think it, I think it's a necessity because, like I said, you get guys, when they start getting paid by these, uh, the big business, they're not going to say, they're not going to tell you the truth. It's going to mess their money up. But I don't get paid by them. So that's why I tell you, I'm like, I'll lie to you if you pay me the right amount of money. But I'm not getting paid by nobody. So ESPN, they, they ain't write me no check. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, all these big, they're not writing me no check. So I'm going to tell you what it was. But the, you know who I do like, though, who keep it real, but without tap dancing? That boy Ryan Clark, man. Yeah. Hey, Ryan Clark, that guy. Like, he, 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 he know how to finesse exactly with telling you the truth. Dion also. Dion Sanders do the same thing. Like, he, he, he give it to you real. But he gives you real commercial, so he'll so he'll mess his money up. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah hey, man. Money. <laughs> yeah, that that joint used to rock, man. Because I, like I watched it the other like day. Say, if if you speak out against the system, you see what they did the cap. It's the, yo, it ain't changed, man. You speak out against the system, they gonna hang you out in front of everybody, so you don't do it again. And it's only one group of people. We appre- we appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. I hope everybody that's been listening, man. This this was great, this was great information, great knowledge, man. Get a whole bunch hits on this. Honestly, I hope I hope a lot of I hope you know parents are listening. I hope the youngins are listening because just like you said, it's gonna have to take you know those five star kids, those kids that have all that ability, that talent, and they're gonna have to go elsewhere. They're gonna have to go to those HBCUs, and at the end of the day, you know, you're getting so much more from going to an HBCU, HBCU of understanding who you are, your pride, your culture, you know what I mean? Learning, you know, learning about yourself and learning about others and how to network, you know, just that black culture, you're getting so much in return. So it was great, great show, man. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much, you know, for, for putting all this information out, man. It, it was very insightful, bro. Very insightful. Yeah, of course. And, and Mac, I, thank y'all I, for having me. I, I want to say one thing, Mac. When I reached out to Mac about coming on, I was like, man, look, if you can't come on, if you can't speak on this stuff, we understand. The first thing he said was, man, you know me. They not writing me no check. I'm going I'm to <laughs> be real. Like, and I'm like, all right, you know, I just, you know, didn't want to compromise anything. But like you said, man, we appreciate you coming on, Mac. Yo, you family, your brother to us. Absolutely, listen, bro. Absolutely. Listen, I owe you a lot of thanks for putting me in certain situations, man, when you was with the skins that. I wouldn't imagine of being around certain people, rubbing shoulders with certain people. I owe that. I owe. I owe that to you. Thank you. Thank you. So, hey, but I yeah, say, like I say, I ain't changed nothing. I brought y'all up. You know what I mean? I'm like, look at cut my skin. Let's get it. Right, you know and I mean? meet the right person. You never know how to get affected. Right. Like, right, and yeah. that's one thing. One thing that I can say, man. That there's people that they say, you know, they make it to the league and they change, man. The name ain't changed one bit. Everybody you see on this screen, and plus another eight dudes, he had us all with us, with him going to the club and 
all over the place, man. So, Matt, your story is great. I'm glad we had you on. We're going to have to get you on again, man, because I think um, there's a lot of topics, man, that you could talk on and, and, and give your insight on. So, man, again, appreciate you, man. Love you, brother. Oh, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, keep, keep speaking about the HBCU, man. Like, it got to get out there. You know what I mean? We, we got to put, like, we always talk about putting our money back in our community. We support, our, we, we support ourselves. But the thing about it, we got to do it more. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, because we wouldn't last this long if we didn't support ourselves. So we got to kill that narrative that we don't work together. We don't, we, all this stuff we don't do. That's not our narrative. Yeah. Because if we didn't, we wouldn't have made it this far. Because yeah. you can't tell me any other culture is supporting us but us. Now we have to do it more. We have to get those who, we, like you said, we got to leverage some of those who don't want to. Like, no, if, if you don't support this, no, we, we can't support you. You see what I'm saying? Keep speaking to HBCUs. There's plenty of people that came from HBCUs that they're going to change, those, change this country and let alone this world. Yep. Yep. Well said, man. With the, again, thank you for coming on, and I guess we're going to close out on that note. Quan, you got a mixtape to plug? All right, fellas, y'all be good, man. <laughs> Quan usually the mixtape plug plug, but I do I do gotta mention one oh, thing. Okay, man. okay. <laughs> I do gotta mention one thing before we go. All the record has has partnered and um has partnered with all the people network, man. So check out all the people network. Uh, check out the website, all the people network.com. It's a great partnership. Um it's based off of diversity. Yeah, pay them bills. <laughs> it's based off of diversity so you'll see a lot of different podcasts a lot of great podcasts check it out man cool let's close out alright brother y'all be great man